Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today we're going to talk about what I learned from analyzing 125,000 resumes. Now, I know that sounds like a crazy number. It almost sounds made up, right? So where did we get these resumes? How did we analyze them? Well, it all comes back to our ResiMatch tool. So ResiMatch is our resume scanner where you can upload your resume, upload your job description, and the tool will basically tell you what changes you need to make to your resume in order to improve your chances of getting in the door for that specific role when you apply for it. Now, we released this tool eight months ago, and since then, we've seen 125,000 scans come through the database. And that presented a really cool opportunity. We essentially downloaded all of that resume data. We didn't include anything private. We left all the names and the contact info and any personally identifiable information out. But we just downloaded the resume content and we analyzed it looking for two specific things. One, I wanted to see how well job seekers actually followed best practices. You know, resume writers, uh, HR leaders, they are out there talking about the things that people need to do on their resumes that are proven to boost chances of landing interviews. I wanted to see how well job seekers followed that. And two, I wanted to see if there were any aspects of the resume that job seekers were overlooking that we could leverage as an advantage on our side. And it turns out there's plenty of both. To be totally honest, job seekers do a really, really bad job of following best practices. But that means that we have an opportunity and we can gain an edge. So I'm going to share a couple of key takeaways here, but you can read the entire breakdown with all the data, visuals, analysis, all that good stuff at cultivatedculture.com forward slash stats. So our first takeaway actually has to do with LinkedIn. So there's a company out there called ResumeGo, and they did an experiment across 24 or 25,000 resumes, somewhere in there. They basically looked to see what the impact of including a LinkedIn profile on your resume was. And essentially what they found was that if you include a link to a robust LinkedIn profile, a link to a LinkedIn profile that has all the information has been fully built out, you have a 71% better chance of hearing back for an interview. So that was really interesting. But only 48% of resumes included a link to a LinkedIn profile. So the majority of people out there are not including their LinkedIn on their resume. And instead, I see a lot of geographies and addresses and stuff like that. So if you want to stand out from the crowd and if you want to give yourself a much higher chance of getting in the door, first, you need to optimize your LinkedIn profile, but then you need to include a link to that LinkedIn on your resume. And most job seekers are not doing that. So super low hanging fruit there. Takeaway number two had to do with the keywords that people match up with. So you've heard us talk about the applicant tracking system and the different keywords and skills, especially if you've used ResiMatch before. So I wanted to understand on average, how many keywords does a job seeker's resume match up with? And what we found was that candidates only included 51% of the relevant keywords in their resume, and they actually heavily under-indexed on soft skills. So right off the bat, candidates are only matching up with half of the relevant keywords on the job description. So that's well below the recommendation but they do a better job with hard skills. It's the soft skills where they're really falling short. So if you will all start using a tool like ResiMatch to understand the soft skills you need to include and you weave them into your resume bullets, you're gonna give yourself a much, much better chance. Takeaway number three uh, goes straight to my heart. You know that I always talk about including quantifiable metrics, measurable results on your resume. And this one blew me away. 
So what we look at in the tool is uh, the number of instances of measurable metrics included on a resume. And we found that only 26% of resumes included at least five instances of measurable results. But even more striking, 36% of resumes had zero instances of metrics. 36% of resumes had no metrics whatsoever. So these people are doing absolutely nothing to sell their value, to showcase their value. So if you can just simply include those quantifiable metrics in your resume, you are going to get better results. And you don't need to be in sales. You don't need to be in a numbers-focused role. Start to think about things like time and scope of project and efficiency. You know, did you reduce waste? Did you save hours? And just go find people who do have those results. If you're a graphic designer and you created new images for Facebook ads, go to the marketing team and ask them, hey, how did these images perform? How did they perform versus previous campaigns? How did they perform versus benchmarks. Go find those people who do have the results, who are leveraging your work and get the results from them. You can always, always quantify the work that you do at your company. And it's so important that you do that because again, a third of people are not, and more than half of people are including fewer than five measurable metrics on their resume, which when we think about that full document, that's not that many. Next, We dive into length here. So I will caveat by saying uh, the data that we found here mostly applies to uh, roles that are not at the C-level, are not governmental roles, uh, and are not roles that require a CV versus a resume, so a super long curriculum vitae instead of a simple resume. So basically the data set that we found, um, which came out uh, in late 2020, so fairly recent, it showed that the ideal resume length is 475 to 600 words. So again, this is for pretty much all the roles that are not C-level or not government jobs or outside of the medical field where a CV is recommended. 77% of resumes were outside of that range. They were either too short or way too long. So the sweet spot, again, is 475 to 600 words. And that really goes back to being concise about our value. Can we be punchy? Can we make it noticed instead of bearing the lead and having it drowned out in all of these fluff and these buzzwords? And speaking of fluffy buzzwords, that is our last takeaway. One of the easiest ways to lose your reader is by including too much jargon, too many buzzwords, too much fluffy content in your resume. And we actually found that 51% of resumes included fluffy buzzwords, cliches, or the incorrect use of pronouns. So that is a super easy thing to do. You can just delete these right out of your resume and you're already well ahead of 51% of people. So those were the major takeaways, but we go into a much deeper analysis into the article itself. So if you want to learn more about this data, if you want to see the distributions, and if you want to understand exactly how this applies to your resume, you can head to cultivatedculture.com forward slash stats, and you can get all that information. And I promise you, if you start implementing this stuff on your resume, you are going to stand well out from most job seekers, because again, as the data has shown us, many of them are not following best practices. They are not doing the things that employ and recruiters are looking for when they're sourcing their candidates. So that's it for today. I really hope that you take this advice to heart and you leverage these data-backed tactics to improve your resume. We'll see you on the next episode of the Dream Job System Podcast.